This is an ohs.com.au production. Welcome to episode 33 of the Australian Health and Safety Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Tap Into Safety, Dr. Suzanne Barn. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, Brendan. Thank you for having me. It's absolute uh, pleasure. Yeah, it's great to great to have you on the show. And one of the one of the things I love about the podcast is I get to meet all these people that I probably wouldn't normally meet if I didn't have a podcast. So um, that's great. Tell us tell us what uh, Tap Into Safety does. Oh yeah, with pleasure. I'll tell you what Tap Into Safety does. We have a interactive safety and employee mental health training platform. Uh, it has a whole heap of out-of-the-box training that you can use straight away. It, it really focuses on, has a perception training around critical risk and critical controls on the safety side. And on the mental health side for employees, it covers a wide range of topics, things that impact mental health, and it uses a micro-learning um, methodology. And then supporting the whole lot of that, there's a great deal of reporting, and that is really what most of our clients want because, you know, they need to be able to prove ongoing competency, particularly to cover their um, OHNS obligations, and now definitely in terms of the industrial manslaughter climate that we're, that we're in at the moment. Yeah, I just actually, the interview before this, I interviewed a uh, Jeremy Kennedy who's works in that industrial manslaughter space and the the fines are really they're really ramping them up now um so uh that that could be a good podcast for listeners to listen into if you if you want to find out why it's so important to get training done um for your staff just to make sure that you know they understand the risks and hazards but also um yeah that just keep keep workplaces safe and protect you against you know what can go wrong how just, did you, just to put my two cents worth in here, Brendan, sorry not to interrupt no, you. No, that's no, that's really fine. Rude. No, that's... But um, look, we also run a, a blog, uh, an articles, a series of articles that we write every couple of weeks and there is an article on there just for your listeners which they really might want to know and that is unpicking across Australia what the industrial um, manslaughter laws mean, what business need to do just very succinctly and, you know, where to go to from here and the key issues with industrial manslaughter are, yeah, sure, you need to train them and you need to make sure that your employees understand workplace risk and critical controls as Safe Work Australia, you know, asks us to do. But one of the critical issues is keeping accurate reporting yeah. because otherwise you don't have evidence of continued competence. And in the case that something may go wrong, something fatal may happen and, you know, look, God forbid, everybody bless yourself right now that this doesn't happen. But if it does, as a business, you need uh, evidence, evidence that you have actually done everything you possibly could to keep your people safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what we might do, Sue, is get that link and put it in the show notes so people can have yeah. easy, easy access to it. Yeah. But so, so I'm curious how you got started. Like how long how long's Tap Into Safety been going for and and, okay. and why did you start? Okay. <laughs> so Tap Into Safety formed in June 2014. So we're coming up to our sixth year now. Um, and we're a small team. Uh, we're a husband and wife founder team with a long history in safety consulting. But as well as that, I also have um, academic credentials and uh, did a whole lot of research around um, 
workplace hazards and what people know and how that works in, the, in business and then also adult learning because I found that there, um, you know, it, there was this propensity and there still is in lots of organisations to use death by PowerPoint and the problem is there's research that shows, evidence that shows that within the first seven minutes, if you're doing PowerPoint, even on an e-learning platform, just PowerPoint after PowerPoint, within the first seven minutes, they've already drifted off. Yep. And the other piece is, is if you train that way within the first month, they've pretty well lost 90% of what you trained because they really didn't listen in the first place. So what research is showing to have... Um, training that actually makes a difference is to have it that it is interactive in that you have to be involved emotionally with what's going on and that you also have to have some decision making in there where you have to actually work through a problem and come up with some answers then you you know enlist the um frontal cortex of the you know of your brain and then you have an emotional response and you actually buy into the training and look not all the learning sticks but you know a lot more does so we were looking for a way that we could um provide training around critical risk because that's that's my area do it in an interactive way keep it short and sharp because we know business doesn't have time and money to have people in you know training unless it's certified training and then, you know, refreshing later, they're not going to take them off work for, for hours on end. So deliver it online and to make it interesting and engaging for the end user, but at the same time, give robust reporting to the business to show ongoing competency. So five and a half years ago when I started Tap Into Safety, industrial manslaughter laws weren't in place. And it's quite interesting that we've now got to the point where the legislation has caught up with us. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I find that did, good. Did, did you plan it that way? I mean, could yeah, you see, see that, that, that it was coming? Of course I did. No, of course <laughs> not, Brendan. I didn't. I knew we had OSH obligations and, you know, look, business does try to keep their workers safe. We're not out to employ people and injure people, of course not. And we're trying our best to make sure that they're, you know, trained in high risk activities and, and so on. But there's a problem where we have this ticket for life piece where I do the training and that's it. I'm trained forever. And look, the environment changes and we forget and complacency sets in and bad habits set in. So there is a need for ongoing refresher training, but the problem then is, is how can we afford it and mm. how can we do it qu quickly and, and, you know, cost efficiently? Yeah, well, I had, a, I had a quick look at your demo. I mean, it's really, really impressive the way, you know, you've got the, um, the 360 pitches and you go around and you've got a – the one I looked at anyway, you had to pick out some hazards and, and yeah. then it was different styles of questioning and information and videos and it was really, really impressive. Thank you, Brendan. Yes, yeah, so we use 360-degree panoramas where we can in our safety training because that actually places the individual in an example of either their workplace, if it's customised for the business particularly, or a typical wor a, um, workplace. So, for example, a warehouse is a warehouse is a warehouse. It doesn't really matter whose it is. It's pretty well standard. And then, you know, how do you navigate around that? What happens with the forklifts and so on? So... Sometimes we can't use a panoramic scene and then we, we use e-learning, but we always use animated videos because animated videos are fun. 
they're usually only about a minute long. So we're using micro learning and they give you the key concepts really quickly without having to, you know, sit through just pages and slides of PowerPoint text. So, so what was the first course that you developed? Because you've, you've got, you were saying the other day that you've got, what, 30 or 40 um, off-the-shelf courses now? Is that? We have. So in the safety, the first one, oh, I don't know, Brendan. <laughs> um, there's, there's about 25 pre-built out-of-the-box <clears throat> on safety and then there's another 13 on employee mental health. So mm. we can talk about that one in a moment. And the reason we've got the two is because they're the two gaps that we found that there just is not enough in terms of hazard perception training that's easily consumed and you know done in a nice interactive way and there's not enough in employee mental health training because we kind of miss our general employees we focus on our managers and supervisors if we have budget to do mental health first aid training mm. but the only thing our general employees get for mental health is access to an EAP if you've got one we might do an are you okay day we might do a little focus on mental health week but that's kind of it yeah it's an invisible isn't it i mean mental health it's oh minefield yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean is that something that you've developed in recent years because i I, i've really seen in the last couple of years it's become a huge it's very topical you know yeah we we um, moved the platform to include uh, mental health about three years ago okay um, and we deliver that training as micro learning again yeah. because this is a way of delivering the message around mental health for employees around key topics and we have a broad range of topics much broader than what you get with your EAP or you know on the Beyond Blue site there's a couple of videos you can have and the key a message with mental health or the key issues with mental health is one, there's stigma associated with it. So if we offer different types of support and training pieces in mental health, you're starting to send the message that, you know, we're happy to talk about mental health here and start to break that stigma down. The second piece is as an individual, because mental health is an individual journey generally, I need to know some coping strategies. What do I do? if I am faced with an issue, perhaps I feel like I'm being bullied or perhaps I've had a recent um, death in my immediate family, I'm not coping with the grief. What do I do? And so we need to have um, some, some coping strategies of how we navigate that ourselves in the first case. And then the final piece is if our mental health, we feel we're really not coping, we need to be able to be given options of where we can seek help. And that is not just go to the EAP. It could be, well, we always say GP first anyway. And secondly, EAP is there, but it could be family friends. It could be supervisor, manager. You may get on with them really well. It could be a friend, it could be a colleague, or if none of that works, there's your government agencies like, you know, Lifeline, Beyond Blue and so on. And so you were saying that you've got roughly 700 companies using Tap Into Safety now. do the majority of them go for the safety side or the mental health side? I'm Good just question. I'm just curious as to, you know, or are yeah. you seeing any particular trends? Maybe mental health is starting to come up as more popular. 
Well, this is the thing I ask whenever I'm doing a, a you know presentation of the software because I do quite a lot of online presentations when people want to do a deep dive, even though, yeah, they can do a free trial on the website at any time. I say to them, you know, what is your interest? Is it safety predominantly, mental health predominantly or both? And right now it's both. Okay. It's, it started off safety. Then mental health started to come through and now it's pretty well, we want to see all of it and we can see we can use both sides of the platform quite usefully for us. You know, this the, the, the focus now is not only physical safety but psychological or psychosocial safety. Oh, 100%. I mean, if you're, yeah. not, if you're not in the right headspace, you're going to be no. more likely to have an accident. Oh, the research shows that clearly. Yeah. Absolutely. Clearly, if you're not present while you're doing a high-risk task, there's a high risk of you getting injured or actually creating an issue that may injure someone else. And, yeah. and so companies come along to you and they say they take the whole suite or do they pick and, yeah. pick and match or how, does it, how, how, do, how do they generally consume your content? They get access to the full platform immediately and we sell on a credits model. So you purchase credits and look, just to give some detail, $10 per, per person per use of a training module. When you get in as an administrator, you see the whole suite of, of um, modules there and then you decide what you want to make visible and what you want to disable because there might be safety modules there that don't you know, meet your needs because they're not your industry, for example. Most clients take all of the mental health. Yep. Um, some will hide certain modules and they will roll out campaigns around a module. Yep. Many leave them all there because they really can't determine what is it that the employees are going to need at any given time. Mm -hmm. The key, though, to making the mental health training successful is to make it a mandatory training piece as part of your professional development. So we need you to do the training module on um, you know, relationship breakup because that's such a common thing. We need you to do the one on change, stress and burnout. And then what happens is in the training records and the uh, the uh, sorry reporting is complimentary, there's no charge for that, that's just part of the support we offer on the platform, we'll actually show who has completed what module and when they did it and there's your evidence that you have actually looked at um, psychosocial risk, you've provided training for all employees and this is when they did it. And, and I take it they're, you know, in each of these modules they're quizzed on the content and that sort of thing or is it just they watch it and answer some, like how, how does, it, in other words, how are they, are they tested or are they just need to watch the content? Okay, so in the safety, they're definitely tested. They're tested on control measures and critical control measures and their understanding of risk. And that's important because that's what industrial manslaughter and, you know, our OSH obligations are actually saying. We actually have to have evidence that they you've trained it, they understand it, and, you know, any gaps that you reveal you need to address. So we have a full gap analysis report in the safety side. In the mental health side, it is simply just that you have viewed the training. Yep. It's very hard to assess mental health mm. because now you're getting into this murky area of privacy. Yep. And really what we're trying to do with the mental health is to take a character in a story because storytelling works beautifully, to teach coping strategies around the problem and then to encourage them to seek help. 
Yeah, it's, a, it's more force. awareness really, isn't it? It's it is, absolutely. And look, the amount of times I get, um, you know, told that people just don't understand, you know, what is the problem? What are the um, the... Uh, what is it that, that that we're showing that we're not actually doing well? You know, how do how do we see ourselves, and then how do others see it? Because if they understand the symptoms and the signs, you know, people can say, "Hey, you look, I'm noticing you're just not doing so well. You just don't seem to be coping here." Or you can recognise yourself. You know, I'm not sleeping so well at night. You know, I'm stressing because you know we've got a whole heap of change going on in our organisation right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like a real buddy system, really, isn't it? Like, if you're an organisation yeah. and everyone yeah. gets that mandatory training, then yeah, they can yeah they tick tack off each other and and see because sometimes you're blind to issues that you're having as well. Oh, in, absolutely. With mental health, when you're in the the problem, you don't see the problem. Yeah, and you actually see it more um, from someone else. But of course, as a colleague, you know, you're not a counsellor. You can't tell them what to do. All you can just say is, you know, you know, are you okay, mate? You know, are you, are you managing at the moment? You know, do you need to talk about it? If you do, you know, let's let's get your help. We don't need to be, you know, you know, backseat counsellors, but and we're certainly not qualified to do so. But you know, the suggestion could be, you know, why don't you jump on and do that training module again? It might give you some ideas, or you know, why don't you seek some help, or you know. And so, and do you find that a lot of the um your clients actually want custom stuff or does the library pretty much cover most of the most of the key issues our tier one clients want custom work yeah because they actually would like us to do a panoramic scene within their organization and cover off their critical risk yeah and so therefore yes we do we build um safety content quite regularly for tier one clients yeah and they often include that in their safety induction they often top and tail it. They have an online induction, you know, welcome to the company and then, hey, and we jump straight into our uh, panoramic scenes because it's, you know, more fun, more engaging and covering off what they need quickly. So would you do that as a group or is it sort of individually, um, you know, sent out to people in the company or can you do both? You can do both, um, but if you want the reporting, you actually need to have it as an individual training piece. Yeah, of course. Because it's actually, you know, but you can. You can put it up in the classroom, you know, and, and you can go through it together. And look, I've got clients that do this as well. They actually have their um, individual staff do it and they see the reporting and they see there's a gap perhaps. You know, there might be a misunderstanding about, you know, working in and around a suspended load, let's just say, for example. Or there might have been a near miss with people and plant interaction, you know, people going into it exclusion zones, for example. And then what they then do is put up the module into their toolbox meeting. They put it up on the screen if they've got that, that you know, that sort of technology to do it. And they might work through the module together, have a look at the panorama again, and just go, look, this is the issue here, 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 and here. And then they don't worry for the reporting for that piece. Yeah. And so that group training to do that, that costs them $10. It's so cheap, it's, isn't it? It's, well, it's, it's so affordable. Issue. Yeah. Yeah, so it means that they... You know, they can really cover off on it. And then all they need to do as um, health and safety professionals is then just say, we ran the toolbox session, we put the module up, these were the key issues, and just take some notes. And And then, you know, follow up again. Maybe do it again in another six months and see what the scores were then. And so I take it every time you watch it is a credit. You can't. It is. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I mean, at that price, it's. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you know, you couldn't get any really cheaper, could you? Well, our own. 
idea is to have it that you only pay for the training and you only pay for, you know, that, that safety training piece and the mental health training piece only. Mm. You don't pay for the reporting. You don't pay for all of the support um, things that are in place. There's a whole lot of support articles for mental health that are complementary. You know, there's posters. There's all sorts of things you can use in for mental health. So you don't pay for that. And the other piece is, you know, if you're in the middle of a module and you get called away, well, you can pause and resume, carry on, and there's no charge for, oh. uh, you know, to keep going because that's not fair either. Yeah. Now that, that makes a lot of sense. You've really, really thought it through, obviously. Well, we hope we have. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything we've missed, please let us know. <laughs> and, and so I take it the training's not um, – like it could be used in any state of Australia or could, could it be used yeah. overseas? It's not yes, sort of – you don't drill down into specific legislation or anything like that. It's no. no. I don't turn around and say, you know, these are the uh, Safe Work Australia, you know, requirements or the OSHA requirements or, you know, uh, the mining regs because at the end of the day, critical risk is critical risk around the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, people and plant interaction, moving in and out of exclusion zones is a problem and it doesn't matter where you are. So the message is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so to that point, do you have customers that are using it overseas? We do. We do. We have some um, mining companies in Africa using it. They're using it as part of their induction. Yep. So that's quite interesting. Um, got others that are, you know, looking at it now in the US and in Canada. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the goal, of course, is, you know, we've been going for five years. We're betting down in Australia. It's now to move into internationally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I guess, I mean, that's probably the hardest thing, just getting organisations to start using it. And then once they get a feel for it and they see how good it is, then you probably, yeah. you know, they probably just keep going because it, it is a really... As, as I said before, it was really very smooth system and it, uh, it was kind of, I don't know what the word is, user-friendly, that's what I was looking for. Well, so, we hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time on UX, <laughs> yeah. it's really important. Yeah, yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, so our, our job, of course, now is just a sales and marketing job more than anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so cool. do, you, do you have a bit of a runway of uh, stuff for your library that you're going to continue to build or you're pretty much there oh, no, at no. the moment? We're not stopping. Um, we have, um, just on the mental health side, I've, I've got a module that we're about to develop on fatigue management and how that affects mental health. Yep. I've got a lot of mining clients that are really interested in that one and, you know, those that do long long yeah. swings and long shifts. Yep. I've also got one on um, workplace conflict and working with others and I'm thinking of putting one on domestic violence as well. And then if there's anything else that people want to ping us on, you know, what else do you want? Let's, let's put it on. Yeah. Um, in terms of safety, we're looking now to extend further and start drilling down to specific issues, things like, you know, just isolations, isolating, you know, machinery and making sure that, you know, you test for dead and all of those. That's one issue in workshops. Yep. Um, another one is just working in and around hand tools and, and you know, compressed air and working with electrical, uh, electrical equipment and just, you know, the whole hand and eye injury issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to drill down to actual hazards and unpick them yep um apart from just using a panoramic scene that covers general hazards within the work area yeah. so on the platform you'll see there's a there's a module specifically around forklifts yep and that is extremely popular okay uh, 
Yeah. And then there's others around, you know, manual handling. And of course, there's there's ones on, you know, working at height in construction. There's another one on there that's really quite, um, quite popular as well. But it would be good to actually take, you know, things like handling dangerous goods. And, you know, what is it as a person who's pulling off pallets off the back of the truck, what do you need to do to protect yourself in terms of chemical, you know, hazards really? Yeah, well, because I, you don't, don't always know. What I, are you unloading? <laughs> I guess, um, you know, having that big client base, you can probably get a lot of ideas from them to, oh, you know, yeah. you know, they feed back and yeah. say, oh, have you got something on this? And yeah, exactly. if you keep getting that comment, then that's probably yeah. a good reason to, um, to build it. think about yeah. building it. Yeah, I mean, we've got heaps of content. So we've just got to now start to put it together Good. into more to actually offer more, which is which is our plan this year. Oh, that's great. All right, so we'll wrap up the interview now. Thanks very yeah. much for coming Thanks, on. Brenda. And <laughs> if, if people want to find out more about Tap Into Safety, where yeah. should they visit? Uh, just the website. So it's www.tapintosafety.com.au. Uh, there is a free trial there. There's a whole walkthrough of the training modules available. There's information on the reporting. Um, it's really comprehensive. And apart from that, there's our articles, our blog articles, and they're amazing, the amount of content that's in there. I honestly recommend, if you don't do anything else, just jump have a look on at there that. and have a look at that because as a health and safety professional, the amount of resources that are there for you and for HR and wellbeing are there. There's, there's safety and mental health training, uh, sorry, safety and mental health articles there that you, across all sorts of topics, that you really could use yeah. So, yeah, and they're research-based. They, they unpick what's been going on um, in the universities around the world to give you the latest in, you know, 1,000 words and a link back to your research article in most cases. So, yeah, have yeah. a look. All right. Thanks very much, Sue. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for the time. <laughs>